Sunday, the Lord allowed me to begin a new series called Your Faith Makes It Possible. And I encourage you to listen to Sunday's message. Uh, it is the foundational message or the, the beginning of the series that allows us to see the purpose of having your faith increased. Amen. And so in other words, we have to believe God that we're going to move into great faith. Hallelujah. Amen. But how many people know that before you can get to great faith, you've got to have faith. You've got to know faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew. There's so much that we're going to share tonight. And, and I just uh, believe that we will have plenty of time. And uh, we thank the Lord. Let's just ask the Lord. Let's put faith into this tonight. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your utterance. We thank you, Jesus, tonight we will get, receive revelation of your word and we'll grow in faith. And Father, we receive all that you have for us tonight in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen and amen. Let's look at the ninth chapter, verses 27. And this is uh, where we covered, uh, where we opened it Sunday. But it says, and when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Amen. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? And they said unto him, Yeah, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and then Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth it. <laughs> but they went, and they departed, spread abroad the fame in all the country. They couldn't keep silent. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we know that uh, the emphasis here that Jesus is placing is uh, their faith. Look at it again, according, verses 29, according to your faith, be it unto you. So the emphasis is faith. Now, people have been taught and they say, if it be thy will, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people says, well, God's in control. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> well, God's in control. Or some people say, well, you never know what God is going to do. Amen. All that uh, sounds pretty, but it's religious. It's just uh, it's a cop out of not knowing the authority that God has given mankind upon earth. Amen. Now notice this. Man or men's doctrine or religion has made these changes. And, and these changes happen subtle. They happen throughout the history, throughout the ages, throughout generations. And that's why today we need to teach this generation and the generation to come, if Jesus tarries, which I know that he's coming soon, that it is not God's will. It is according to our faith. He already made a will and he wrote it down in his word. It's just up to us to know his will. Amen. But if we're going to cop out and not study the Bible, then we're going to say truly, uh, it, it's all up to God. God's going to do what he wants to. Amen. And so we have to realize that's just a cop out. Now, look at Mark, the ninth chapter. We're going to use a lot of scripture. So make sure that you got your Bible, your notebook, your highlighter. And um, let's get into this word together. Amen. Mark, the ninth chapter, verses 20. The Bible says, and they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. Here's a, a young boy that's possessed. And Jesus asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. 
So this boy suffered as a child possession. And oftentimes, oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And look at that phrase, if thou canst do anything. Uh, in other words, he's saying, God, just do anything. He's not specifically saying what needs to be done. He's saying anything. So in other words, right there, he's already, uh, he's already begging. He's pleading with God in, in the natural. He has, doesn't know who he is in the Lord. But the Lord says in verse 23, And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible. Amen? If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now notice this. The, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Now how is that possible? I believe and help thou my unbelief. Notice this. Isn't unbelief and believing quite opposite? Either you believe and you don't believe. But here is quite interesting. It says, help. I believe. He's saying literally what many people say. I believe Jesus can do it, but I don't think he can do it for me. Amen. Well, I believe you did it for pastor, but I really do not believe you can do it for me. Amen. And then, and then the Bible says, Jesus saw the people came running together and rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and arose. And when he came in, uh, listen, and, and the Bible says he arose. Let's just stop here for a moment. He arose. Amen. Now notice what it says in verse 22. Verse 22. Jesus said unto him, and notice what he said. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him. Notice what it says in the Good News Translation. Yes, said Jesus, if you yourself can, everything is possible for the person who has faith. So in other words, he came to Jesus. A man came to Jesus and says, if you can, say with me, if you can. But Jesus said, if you can, <laughs> faith is the determining factor. So in other words, we have to take the responsibility and say, it's my faith that I need to increase. He's already provided it. He's already dealt with it. Jesus paid the price on the cross. Now it's up to my faith. Amen. And that's where we have to get revelation of the word of God. And that's why it's so easy to say, well, God's in control. If it be God's will, well, let me ask you something. Is it God's will for us to be saved? It is, right? But is it God that's going to do it? Amen. You've got to step out. You've got to step into faith and receive it. Can you say amen? Now notice this. It's not up to God. Now let me just say this quickly. It's not up to God or his power to do it because he has already provided it for you. Now I want, I want you to get that. I know that it's kind of, it kind of sounds so in a situation where you were saying God can't do it. No, no. What I'm saying is God already provided it through his son Jesus Christ on the cross. So in other words, his will is already you are healed according to his son. His will is you are already prosperous because of his son. It's already done on the cross. It's already done. It's dealt with. So in other words, his will is in the word. 
Amen. Remember, faith begins when you know the will of God. So in other words, it's already his will for you to have it. But it's not up to him for you to have it. It's up to you for you to believe it. Amen. And so many people are waiting on God. I used to be the same way years ago. I was waiting on God. And then I would say, well, you know, God can do anything. If God wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. No, 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 no. That, that's a cop out. And that's where we have to get away from, which is really so subtle to doubt. But at the same time, it's religious. And God does not like religious things. Amen. So it's not up to God or his power to do it because he has already provided. God has already an acceptable will that all be saved. In other words, he says, I wish that all men would be saved. All people would be saved, right? So that's his will. So in other words, if you've come to Jesus, say, Jesus, if it be thy will, save me. Well, that's ridiculous. Amen. What, what if that person's will? I guess I feel like it's not God's will for me to be saved, so I won't be saved. It's, it's his will for me because I feel it's not his will. No, you, you just don't know the word. You're an error or uh, you just, uh, you're just copying out. You're, you're ignoring the Holy Spirit. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Now notice this. Let's go to Mark, the 16th chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to use a lot of scripture, but we're going to see some things. And I, what I want to do is leave tonight knowing that it's all up to you. Take responsibility. It's all up to you. God's already provided it. We can no longer beg God as we thought we could beg God or cry and say, oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. No, no, no. You've got to take responsibility and say, okay, God, it's my faith that I need to increase. Remember, it's according to your faith. Amen. Mark, the 16th chapter, verses 9 says, Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast out seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. That's, those are the disciples. Are you there, ladies and gentlemen? Notice what it says. And they, when they had heard that he was alive, that Jesus was alive, and had been seen of her, believed not. Now notice it says, believe not. Can you say believe not? When someone says, I can't believe, it's not true. They choose not to believe. Amen. So in other words, whenever you say, I just, it's unbelievable. No, you made a choice not to believe. That's the bottom dollar. You made a choice. I don't believe. So that's what they're saying. I don't believe. And these are the disciples. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, meaning others, Neither believed they them. Now notice this. Uh, there it is again. They choose not to believe it. It's not like, well, I just, it's hard to believe. No, no, you just don't believe. Say with me, I believe, I believe. Jesus resurrected on the third day. That settles it. You choose to believe. This is how faith works. You have to choose it. Faith is a choice. It's not, well, let me see. No, it's a choice. Amen. Now, notice what it says uh, in verses 14. Amen. Are y'all with me? Well, let's just stop here for a moment. Amen. They choose not to believe. When God puts it in your heart to believe him for something, all you have to do is say, yes, sir, I believe, I receive. Now, the factor the general factor and the determination factor of this is when you come to the point of accepting what he's given you. This is where people back out. So, oh no, oh. 
You just chose not to believe what he just said earlier. Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. When you and I hear the word of God, automatically we choose to believe. Now, now, now notice, notice this, what I'm saying. Everybody, when they hear the word of God, they say, well, I believe. But then they go like this man said earlier, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. What is he say, saying? Lord, I believe what the pastor read. And yes, it is the word of God, but, 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 but it just happens to him, not to me. You just said something so powerful. You don't believe the word of God. That's the bottom dollar. Amen. Now, that's what we have to get right in our walk. Can you say amen? Now look at verses 14. And this is where it's powerful. Now notice this. Verses 14 gives you, gives you something so powerful. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, having dinner, the, the eleven apostles, the disciples, and upbraided them, their, upbraided them with their unbelief. Has anybody ever been upbraided? You know what that word reprimanded? Or stronger, it's rebuked. He rebuked them because of their unbelief. And notice this, he said, and the hardness of the heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. So in other words, not only is it unbelief, but also it's the heart condition. This is where, you know, I, I told Pastor Christine, man, as a pastor, I want everybody to come to church. I'll do everything I can to remind everybody to get to church. I'm going to say something. I want you to understand something. I want everybody to get to church because, listen, I want to help bring us to a point of believing God. But the reason why we don't come is because there's other things important than believing the word of God, which really is close to saying, I don't believe. You see what I'm saying? Now, that's between you and God to really... Get this in your heart. I believe the word of God. Every time you and I come to the house or open the Bible or read the word, every time miracles happen, ladies and gentlemen, listen to what I'm saying. Every time you get in the word of God, you or get into the house of God, there's always a miracle happening. Why? Because faith is increasing in you and faith is what moves God. So if faith moves God, you got a miracle waiting. Amen. And that's powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. And so notice what it says uh, in verses 15. Uh, and he said, he said, because they, they, they didn't believe that he rose. Amen. Now notice this. Uh, he rebuked them because of their unbelief. Because they didn't open their heart to believe. Say to me, I open my heart to believe. Say it again. I open my heart to believe. Now notice this. This is one of the greatest miracles that took place. Jesus is alive. One of the greatest places that took place, one of the greatest things that took place, Jesus is alive. He expected the disciples to, to move into faith because he, they saw him last on the cross. They saw him last buried. They saw him last and now he's resurrected. Now faith begins now. He expected their faith to be there. But listen, unbelief is evil. Say with me, unbelief is evil. Amen. Uh, listen, unbelief is bad. Say with me, unbelief is bad. Hallelujah. Amen. Unbelief keeps you out of the blessing of God. Unbelief keeps you from receiving more of God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, say with me, I want the blessing of God because I believe the word. 
Amen. And this is where it's at. Can you say amen? There's so many ways I want to go, but I got to focus on what the Lord is saying. Look at verses 15. The Bible says, and he said unto them, now notice what he said. He said unto them, <laughs> after he upbraided them, after he rebuked them, he said, now go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go, that's a command. He that believeth, say me believeth, he that believeth is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not unbelief shall be condemned. Now notice this, let me, let me ask you something. Here we find something so powerful. In other words, the key here is if we don't believe, then we're condemned. Jesus said it, I didn't say it, look at it again. He says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So in other words, you have to believe that you receive Jesus, of course you go into baptism, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. So in other words, it's about believing. It's about believing. And I'm going to prove to you what he's talking about here later on, and we're going to see it so clear. And, and it says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. I'm a believer, you're a believer. Signs follow the believers when we believe the word of God. Amen. In, in, in my name... They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Why, Lord? Why will this happen to us? Because we believe. If you want to see miracles by the instructions of God that he gives us about preaching and teaching and healing the people, then we've got to settle it in our heart that I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Amen. I believe the word of God. And it's not about help me, help my unbelief. No, I believe. I rebuke unbelief. I believe. I believe. I believe. Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, they have to believe according, and you and I have to believe according to our faith, according to this faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice, I'm going to say it again. I want you to listen closely. It's not the will of God or his power who gets people saved. It's people that ask Jesus into the heart that gets saved. Amen. Now, if that is, is the case, then what happens to people that are blessed because they believed and asked God and they received? Amen. Come on, church. Can you say amen? So in other words, uh, we, have to, we have to realize something that... What grace has given us, say with me what grace has given me, faith takes. Say it again. What grace has provided, faith takes it. So in other words, right now, think about it. Grace provided salvation to you. I took it. Grace provided healing. I take it. Grace provided prosperity. I take it. Grace provided wholeness. I take it. And it just goes on and on. Why? Because you know the will of the Lord. You know the will of the Lord. Can you say amen? Now notice this. I'll say it again. And I'm saying this so that you can get it so clear in your head. It's up to God. Is it up to God for one to be born again? It's not up to God for one to be born. It's up to you. It's up to the person. You remember when you received Jesus Christ? God's will is for everyone to be saved. But you had to choose that day that you received Jesus. You remember you received Jesus by faith? It wasn't by feelings, although some did feel after the fact. Uh, but, but we don't go by feelings. We just go by faith. We received Jesus. We became righteous before him on the path to holiness, knowing the word of God is working. And that's why we go into church. We get into church, get under a pastor, learn the word of God so that we can grow. Folks, listen, uh, when one gets saved, it doesn't stop there. There's so much more. 
Salvation crossed you into life. But listen, uh, too many people are playing with salvation and getting into the sloppy grace. Can I say that again? Too many people think they're going to heaven, but they're really in the sloppy grace and they're really sinning. And listen, do you know what sin is? Sin is anything that stands in between you and God or the word. Amen. Now notice this. I'll give you a quick inst instant. If you have fear, that's sin. Have you repented from fear? Too many Christians live under fear. Now notice this. Uh, Pastor Christine and I, we understand something. Fear, you will feel fear. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You'll feel fear. Your hair in the back will rise up or whatever. You'll feel it, but you don't accept it in your heart. And many people, many Christians, they feel fear, but they accept it. And then they expect, uh, they, they think something's going to happen. But I'm going to tell you something. When you fear, you attract fear. So that's why things happen. Because you attract it. Can you say, wow. Now let's go to the book of John. Amen. Are you getting some church? Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to walk out of here knowing, hey, it's up to me. It's up to me. God's already provided it. Hallelujah. Amen. No longer if it's God's will. No longer God knows everything. No, he, yes, we know God knows everything and everything, everything. It, it, but, but you're responsible for your walk now on earth. Hallelujah. Amen. John, I love the book of John, and it's called the gospel of belief. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me give you some, uh, uh, let me give you some statistics here. John is really called the gospel of belief. Belief is mentioned 100 times in this gospel of John, 100 times. The will of God is mentioned about 50 uh, times in the whole Testament. Remember, 100 times the word belief is mentioned in the book of John, and the word, the phrase, the will of God is mentioned 50 times or references to 50 times in the New Testament. Now get a hold of what I'm going to say now. 500 to 600 references of faith and belief are in the New Testament. So what's the main factor here? Very simple. Faith and belief. So in other words, what God is trying to get to you in the New Testament is have faith and believe. Have your believing system right. Get your heart right. It's about faith and believing. Say what I mean? It's about faith and believing. Amen. So the main issue here is faith. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're growing our faith. Remember, I, I'm prophesying. I'm speaking. I'm confessing. I'm believing that we're going to grow from little faith to great faith. Amen. That's what God wants us to do. Amen. From little faith to great faith. Let me say, Pastor, but we're only in a small church. No, 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 no. See, you're looking in the natural. We're look, we need to look in the spiritual. This is great faith. Amen. You and I are growing. We're, we're in the, the school of faith. Uh, like, we may, like we heard, we've been in school of faith all the last month. It's been powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let me tell you a story about Kenneth Hagin. A lot of you know that he was sickly. He was born just immature, very sick. But at the age of 15, he was paralyzed, sick and paralyzed. In bed, the doctor, uh, in fact, when he was a baby, like John, John is still bottle fed, right? Uh, the, the doctor gave... Uh, Ken, um, Kenneth Hagin's mother uh, formula and said, you know, this formula will probably outlast him. Now think about it. That's pretty serious, right? So, uh, he, but he lived. To, he lived and he was 15 years old. John, I'm preaching, John. <laughs> he was 15 years old. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, he was 15 years old, sick, laying in bed and paralyzed. 15 years, excuse me, 15 years old. Now, I want you to think about it. Teenagers are usually about this time is playing 
I mean, he's outside. He should be outside playing football. Amen. But he's been laying in bed all his life until that point, 15. And all of a sudden, he, it was summer in the heat of Texas, the bright sun inside his room. But he would say it, it was dark. How many people know what I'm talking about? Have anybody been there? Depressed, dark. It's really dark. Even though it's beautiful, it's dark. And he, he, he just wanted someone to, to pray for him. And so his mother called a pastor to his bedside. And listen to this. When the pastor came, the pastor patted his hand and said, Son, be patient. It'll all be over with you. You know what he's saying? You're going to die, so just, just, just wait on it. Be patient. But when the pastor left, there was something inside of him that didn't agree with that. He, he couldn't talk. He was paralyzed, wanted to move around. So he got out the Bible. And uh, he said he remembers reading the stories in the Bible. But something happened in the book of Mark, the 11th chapter. And this is where his whole ministry was founded on, on Mark eleven twenty four. 24. And let me read to you. You don't have to open that. But remember, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that, shall, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. He started meditating on that word believing, believing, having faith in Jesus. He started meditating on the truth of the word of God. Now we're going somewhere. And, the, and all of a sudden, the word began to drop in his heart, a strong word. And he started seeing something different. He says, Lord, you said have the faith of God. You said have the God kind of faith. So he says, faith is not over with. Because people are still getting saved. Faith is not over with. So I have faith. And that's where his step came. And he received his healing from that moment on. You see what I'm saying? And from that moment on, the Lord ministered to him. And, he's did, he, and listen, he got healed, became very healthy, and preached the gospel. And you know Kenneth Hagin, all of us. The father, the father of, of the faith movement. Amen. I thank God for that. Amen. But notice this. That's what we have to do. We have to get revelation of the word of God. Not what people say, but what the word of God says. I remember when the doctor called us and, and told Pastor Christine that she has cancer. The first thing that we did, and I pointed to Pastor Christine to make sure that we stood on faith. Do not receive that. And I heard it here. My emotions got it. I wanted to scream, but I said, no, I believe the word. And we received the word of God. We started praising God. We said, Father, we thank you. We thank you. At the moment, the doctor, you know, the doctor could be real mean. And we started praising. Now, Father, I thank you. We will live. She will live and not die. I thank you, Father. That's a lie of the devil. Well, we started praying. And God healed her. Amen. Hallelujah. God healed her that very moment. Hallelujah. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So we have to stand on the word of God even when the pressure's on. If you get the word in you. And in you and in you and everything's going well. And when something does come to try you, which all of us get tried, then the word is what's going to stand. If you're not in the word, not in the house of God, not receiving the word from your pastor or the word by the Holy Spirit, then when you confront an issue, you have nothing to stand on. All you have is fear, worry, and doubt. Can you say, wow? Now let's look at John, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. John, the third chapter. And we see this in football games. Well, 
used to see it in football games. <laughs> no, more, no more people in the football games. Amen. John, the third chapter, verses 16. Now, I want you to see this. See what the emphasis, emphasis is here. Amen. Now, notice this. For God so loved the world. Now, that's the will of God. He loves the world. Amen. That he gave his only begotten son. That's the will of God. We know that. Say with me. I know it. It's the will of God. Uh, that whosoever believeth, believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So in other words, it's about believing the word of God that we will have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. The will of God. We know the will of God. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Notice this. On him, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned. He could have easily said, but he that believeth not in him is condemned. But he said, it's about believing. Do you believe in the word of God? If you and I don't believe in the word of God, that means there's condemnation working. Well, excuse me, there is a judgment working that the enemy uses condemnation, but we have to understand something. Then we're justified by what we do. Come on, church. If I'm going to drive in a speed, a children's speed zone, and I don't care what the law says, I'm going to drive what I want, then listen, <laughs> I won't be pulled over, amen, and given a hefty bill, right, a hefty ticket, right? Whose fault was it? Not the law. It was my fault, right? So in other words, I've been judged already, amen? So we have to realize that, amen? So the emphasis here is very simple. It's faith and believing uh, then the will of God. Say with me, I, have, I know the will of God. I, know, I say this, I know the will of God, that every man should be saved, and every woman should be saved. Amen, now notice this, notice this. I know it's in the will of God, but it's up to the individual now to receive Jesus. And if that individual doesn't receive Jesus, then the Bible says he's condemned. But notice this, that means I've got to believe the word Today, I got to believe the word, what the word is telling me. When I read the word of God, I got to believe it. It's not about if or maybe or chances or, you know, help my unbelief. No, it's, it's, it's either I choose or not. Amen. Amen. Millions, as I said earlier, pray if it be thy will. Come on, church. I used to hear that growing up as a, as a Pentecostal boy. Or I used to hear uh, it, it, God's in control. God's in control. And I used to always hear you never know what God is going to do. No, it all sounds pretty good, but God wants you to know, wants you to know, and it's, it's up to you. When we moved to Oklahoma City, uh, everybody was calling that area in Moore Tornado Alley. Every, I would hear people in church, oh, I'll tell you what, in Moore, uh, you know, it's, it's Tornado Alley. And something just did not sit with me and Pastor Christine when I first moved out here. Why is a Christian confessing and prophesying that that's going to be Tornado Alley? Why? Christians. Now, now, I've never heard anybody else. I mean, uh, yeah, of course, I hang around more Christians than the, the unbeliever. And I started our church, and, and we started saying people that came from more, people that came from different parts of the city. Uh, from day one, we started saying, no, 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 we're going to change that. Moore is a blessing of God. Uh, we, we canceled that assignment of the enemy. We drove to Moore and canceled that assignment. We said, no, no longer. Uh -uh. No more tornadoes coming through here. No, 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 no. We send you to the desert, uninhabited desert. Come on, right now in Jesus' name, you're not coming through here. Amen. So every year, 
when there's tornado, when, the, when there's threats of tornado and people talk about that, talk about that. Have you ever noticed that uh, it, it, it tries, it tries, but it just goes right around Oklahoma City. Always goes right around Oklahoma City. Amen. Come on, church. Why? Because see, the confession, the believing of the word changed that. Think about it. If I would have came to Oklahoma and said, yeah, that's Tornado Alley out there, man. That's, nobody wants to live out there. No. Come on, church. Amen. Calling those things <laughs> into existence. Amen. Now, notice this. Let's go to John, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, well, we're there. Look at, look at John, the third chapter, verses 36. It says, he that believeth on the Son, he that believeth on the Son, Jesus, hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not, there it is again, believeth not, the Son, shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth in him. So notice it's, it's quite interesting that what determines who's condemned in this scripture? Unbelief. A person that is unbelief is condemned. That's why I want you to know something so strong. It's about having faith in God, having the faith of God, and having faith that moves mountains of God in you. Come on, church, amen. That way, when you could speak out to a mountain, you could command that mountain in the name of Jesus. I cast you out into the sea now. I command you now to go. Why? Because, see, you believe who you are in Jesus, and you believe the word of God. Can you say amen? Now, notice what it says here in chapter 8. Go with me to chapter 8. Are you guys okay? Hallelujah. Say with me, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. John, John the 8th chapter, verses 24. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, I said therefore unto you that you shall die. Well, let, me, let me make sure I got the right one. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Say it with me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. The eighth chapter. There it is right there. There it is right there. Verses 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. There's that word believing on Jesus, the word. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Say it be indeed. Amen. Now notice this. What, what's, the, what's the factor here is? Believing. The factor here is believing. Say it be believing. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. Notice this. If... If we believe the word of God as the word of God says, then we will not be condemned by the standards of the world. Come on, church. And the standards that are against the word of God. Amen. So notice this. Go with me to Hebrews now. Hebrews, we're, we're moving along. And Hebrews is, is the great hall of faith. Oh, my goodness. Spend time reading that. Spend time studying it. Hallelujah. Amen. And notice this in Hebrews 1, uh, 11, 1. Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Listen to what the Young's literal translation says. Now this is where I want you to see something. And faith is of things hoped for, a confidence of matters not seen, a conviction. Two words here. Confidence and conviction. Faith is a thing hoped for, for a confidence of matters not seen, a conviction. So in other words, he's saying two words here. Two words describe faith here in the Young's literal. It's confidence and conviction. You've got to have confidence in the word of God, and you have to have a strong conviction 
God said it, and it's for me. Amen? Hallelujah? Now, that word conviction is being convinced. Faith is literally being convinced. Uh, or the word persuaded. Now, everybody look at me for a moment. I'm preaching here. My goal is, by the Holy Spirit, is to persuade you that the Word of God is true. And you say, amen, it's true. Now, now so we're all persuaded, right? No one believer in this house? And nobody, no one believer watching? We don't know, right? So in other words, I, my, that's, that's the Holy Spirit's trying to do right now. He's trying to persuade you. Now, on the other hand now comes the convincing part. I'm persuading you that this word is true, but now I want you to be so convinced that you have the faith of God. Be so convinced. Walk out of here convinced. I can tell any mountain that comes against me to move in the name of Jesus. I can tell any sickness that's on my body or any family that I can pray for. I can say it right now in Jesus' name. You see, you have to be so convinced because you were persuaded at church. You got to be convinced. Come on, church. Amen. Be so convinced, 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 convinced. My conviction is that it's so strong that I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that I can have anything that God said in the word because I know the will of the Lord and I know faith is working now in me. I'm persuaded, pastor, and I'm convinced, convinced, convinced in Jesus. name. couldn't get that word out. Amen. And let's look at it, some examples. Come on, church. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Got to be so convinced. It's not a maybe, if so. No. And let me just encourage you about something. When you're believing God for something, is it his will? Is it in his will? If it's in his will, then ask God, God, put some light on what I'm believing you for so that I can put my faith on it. Now, like I said earlier, you remember when I told you that I wanted a motorcycle? Did I say it Sunday? Did I say it Sunday about a motorcycle? You know, a motorcycle, there, there's different types of motorcycles in this world. Different types, different prices, different sizes, right? And, and I knew God said, believe me for a motorcycle. So what did I have to do? I had to put my faith on something. What kind of motorcycle? So my, my, my faith was to study. First of all, I asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit uh, it's broad, but please put some light on it so that I can see it stronger. So I started studying bikes, started looking at different bikes. I didn't care what the cost was. I just looked at different bikes. You know, I'm, I'm considered a beginner. I have been riding for years. I had a motorcycle accident years ago, and I chose to get back on a motorcycle. But the thing about it was, uh, I finally found what I'm believing God for. What kind, what model, what year? And that was our faith. And I would say, Father, thank you. I call into existence this particular motorcycle. I call it in Jesus' name. I believe that I received it. And guess what? There it was. Somebody wanted to sell a bike. They had just bought a bike. His wife demanded her husband sell it because her son or her brother died two weeks before in a motorcycle accident. So he, he demanded, she demanded that he sell that bike, the amount, amount that he sold it. And guess what? Jesus connected me to that person. No fear here. I drove that bike home. I said, amen. Good bike. Lasted me five years. Until now, another gentleman bought it from me. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So we have to realize we have to be persuaded. Now, look at, look at the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus, there's so much here. That's where we're going to stay on this, on this, uh, on this series uh, as, until we finish uh, move into the next realm of the Spirit, what God wants for us. Amen. Acts, the 17th chapter. Let's, let's look at an example about being persuaded. And let's see, let's see by the revelation of God what we see in the Word of God. Amen. Because this is going to help you. 
And now we see in Acts 17 chapter, Paul established the church of Thessalonica, or Thess the Thessalonians, amen, hallelujah. In chapter 17, verses 2, and Paul, as his manner went, was, went unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of Scripture. Three Sabbath days. Amen. Opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. Now notice what he says. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. Notice what it says in verse 5. But the Jews which believed not, very clear, believed not, moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set out all the city on uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring him out of the people. Now, here we find that Jason's house was turned upside down. Well, they said these men have turned up uh, since they arrived. But what, what I'm trying to point here is the Bible says in some translation that he was there persuading them. He was persuading them. So in other words, say with me, I'm being persuaded, I'm being persuaded. by what I'm hearing. Notice this. The Bible says, now go with me to the 18th chapter, verses 4. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Look at me. He persuaded the Greeks, the Greeks and the Jews. What was he persuading them? Now, all together, the word of God. Say with me, the word of God is truth. Now notice this. We need to be persuaded in the truth of the word of God so that we can be convinced of the power of God. Come on, church. Say amen. amen. So in other words, be persuaded in the word. Today, be persuaded. Those that are watching online, be persuaded in the word. What you're hearing, move away any unbelief and say, I'm persuading. Pastor, he's persuading me in the word. I'm persuaded in the word. Hallelujah. Amen. So they were persuaded by hearing, convinced of the truth. And that's what we want. We want to be persuaded so that we can be convinced to receive many things from God. Amen. Go with me to the Acts 26 chapter. Are you guys okay? You guys getting it? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Say with me. Amen. Amen. Chapter 26 now in verses 27. Now, <laughs> Paul now appears before Agrippa. Amen. Listen to what it says in, in chapter uh, uh, 27 in Agrippa. Well, let, let, let's, let's read, uh, let's read uh, verses, uh, verses 24. As he thus spoke for himself, Paul, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art besides thyself. Much learning doeth make thee mad. <laughs> you, what you're saying is you're mad. Boy, I tell you what, you get enough word in you and word in you, the world will say you're mad. Amen. Uh, but he said in verse 25, he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and so in soberness. So he's speaking the word of truth. For the king knoweth, the king, he's talking about the king here. The king Agrippa knoweth of these things before whom I also speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this things was done in a, this things was not done in a corner. In, in a corner. So in other words, he's saying, I'm persuaded. 
what King Agrippa heard was not stuff that was done in the corner. King Agrippa believed, or King Agrippa believeth thou the prophets? So he points to King Agrippa, and he's in that room. He says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa <laughs> said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. I tell you what was going on here. Holy Ghost is moving now in King Agrippa, right? Because he's being persuaded. So this is the work that I'm, that's what the work the Holy Spirit is saying. Paul was persuading people, the Jews and the Gentiles, the Greeks. Amen. They were coming to Jesus. And that's what the word does. The word, the truth, the truth shall set you free. Amen. So in other words, we're persuaded by the truth. Amen. And none other. When I watch the news, that's, that, that just, that doesn't help me anything. That, that, in fact, if you watch the news long enough, you're going to get fear. Stay away from the news. Amen. Now, it's, it's good to watch just so you can know how to pray. But don't be, uh, don't be, uh, you know, just influenced by it and moved on. I got to watch it. I got to watch it. I got to watch it. I got to watch the news. I got to watch the news. I got to watch it. I got to vote this way. I got to vote that. Amen. You be voting wrong if you keep watching the news. Amen. And that's what many Christians do. I want to encourage you now that I'm talking about the voting. Christians, listen, get your vote. Get, 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 vote. Get your, get, get your vote card. Amen. Register to vote. Amen. And vote God's words, God's way. Vote the platform. Don't vote on, on the people. Vote on what they stand on. Come on, church. Amen. And right now the world is looking at every all kinds of confusion out there. But listen, we know the word. That's why I'm persuaded. When I go to the voting booth, I know who I'm voting for. And I know what I'm voting for because I know I've been persuaded by the word of God. Amen. Can you say amen? Thank you. I unhook from that. Amen. I can do that. <laughs> amen. Now notice this. King Agrippa almost became a Christian because he was persuaded. He was persuaded. Paul was saying, uh, I'm fully persuaded, and I know he is also. <laughs> amen. Come on, church, can you say amen? Now look at Acts 28 now. Thank God that he's persuaded. Amen. Acts 28, verse 23 now. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. The Bible says, and when they appointed him a day, there came... Many to him into his lodging to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning to evening. Now notice this. What's he doing? He's teaching the word of God. He's expounding to them the prophets and Jesus, but he is persuading them. Now notice what it says in verses uh, uh, 27. Excuse me. Were you in 27? Hallelujah. Excuse me, uh, uh, 28, we're in 23, right? Uh, okay, let me just read 24, amen? Excuse me. 28, 24. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. Amen? So in other words, sometimes it takes a bit to get persuaded. Come on, church. Because see, you're dealing with pulling down strongholds. You're dealing with breaking strongholds. Now, I want you to think about it. If you and I say, I, I believe the word of God, and then you've got to make a decision based on faith. Faith. Say with me, faith. faith. Notice this. You've got to be already persuaded in the word. That's why it's important to get in that word. Listen, folks. Make a I tell people, don't make decisions based on emotions. 
Get in the Word of God. Take communion of the Word of God. Find you the scripture that talks about what you're asking God so that you can know His perfect will. You know what I'm saying? Get in that scripture. And if it takes time, I know sometimes you have to take time to get in that Word. But notice this, understand something. It takes sometimes a bit of time to be persuaded. Don't feel like you don't, you don't believe. Now notice, don't walk away uh, and say, well, I'll just never have it. No, no, you've just been persuaded you'll never have it. But there's nothing wrong with sitting. Now there's times where, Pastor Christine and I, we have to talk about things and look in the Word of God, take communion, and I'll tell her, you spend some time in the Lord, and I'll spend some time, we'll meet, we'll come and talk about this in about a week and see where we are. But half the time, we don't have to wait a week. Maybe by the end of that day, uh, I said, I got a word of the Lord. Well, okay, what's your word? It's the same thing. Now, the same thing we do in giving. Listen to this. Giving, whenever, uh, you remember that one time, and, and, and I don't say it to, to, to say anything about me, but I'm telling you, uh, the largest gift that I've ever given, uh, it was hard to give a large gift uh, to a, a ministry, to my spiritual father. Uh, this is the time that, that uh, we, we believe for her healing. She received her healing, but we're, we're seeing the doctors and, and the doctors are giving her prognosis, but we're still standing on the word of God. And I remember one night the Lord spoke to me and, and I said, honey, I believe we need to sow toward this. Uh, it's a Shunammite gift we're gonna give, but we need to know exactly the amount. And I believe it's got to, it's got to be big enough to move our faith. And so uh, I told her to ask God, and, and she asked God, and I asked God, and the very next night we came together, and she gave the same figure, and I gave the same figure, and we, uh, we sent it off by text. Boom! <laughs> because it's not about writing a check and mail it, because that's a delay, and it, you can get into fear when you delay something. Amen? I mean, think about it. That's why I tell people, people that, that, that hold their tithe or hold their offering, now listen, I want to say something. I want you to understand something. You say, Pastor, I'm going to hold my offering until I go to church next time. I tell you what, when you hold it, you really got to remember you're going to be tempted to use it. Come on, church. I know people that say, well, Pastor, I'll give you my tithe when I'm in Hallelujah. I'm, we're going to Hawaii. I say, oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And sure enough, they come back after two weeks, ate their tithe. Amen. But if they were in church, they would have wrote the check quickly by being in the atmosphere, the presence of God. So what am I saying? We believe God. And the moment we released it, Listen, I was persuaded, but it took some time in getting my faith into a big channel of giving. You understand what I'm saying? Are you, you know what I'm saying? And the moment I released it, we thanked God. It felt so good. So we went outside. And no sooner than we stepped out the door, ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Pastor Christina, at the same moment, looked up to heaven, thanked the Lord. And two, I don't even know if they were comets or, or, or the other things, stars. It, it had to be comets. Literally, they crossed in front of us perfectly into a cross. And it just lit up the cross. And I said, oh, Father, I thank you. The anointing was so strong that Jesus spoke to us. We felt faith increase in us. And listen, this is where miracles happen. Miracles took place in her body, in our life, in our ministry. Things took off. And I passed the moment of understanding Father, that was faith in me moving to a higher level of giving. Now, notice, is this what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in other words, I was fully persuaded uh, and believed God this. Amen. Now, notice this. You have to be fully persuaded, he was saying. Now, notice this. When you're, when you're in that situation of asking God for something, remember, stay in faith. Stay in the word of God. 
Watch out for fear and doubt. Don't, 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 don't get caught up in worry and fear. Remember, it's taking some time to break some strongholds that are holding you from that moment. Amen. Let's go back to John. Go back to John. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. People give up. They, they give up when they're in that moment of, of, of trying to figure it out. They give up. They say, well, maybe not. So, I better not. No, or you just, you just failed it. You, know, you just failed that moment. But I will promise you, you will go back to a moment again like that. So it's better to operate in faith every time and believe in God. So that when you do cross another bridge, you're already there. You've been, you how to deal with it. Hallelujah. Amen. At, uh, John, the 20th chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say with me. Amen. amen. And we're going we're gonna, to uh, bring it to a close. This is John, the 20th chapter, verse 24. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I, I feel something wonderful taking place. Wonderful taking place right now. There's faith in this room. Jesus said, I, I see faith. I feel faith. I see faith. I sense faith. Amen. This is what it says. And this is the story about Thomas. He's no longer doubting Thomas. He's saved and filled and he learned a lesson. And he'll probably tell you, don't do that. What I did. Amen. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came in the room. Remember, the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I see in his hands in the print of his nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand in the side. I will not believe. Here it is right here. He willed not to believe. Thank God he spoke it. Free instead of saying, well, I don't know about this. No, he said, no, I don't believe it. And after eight days, a week went by. Again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the Lord being shut and stood in the midst. And notice what he said. He zeroed in and said, peace be unto you. Boy, I tell you what, powerful. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. Peace be unto you. Then he singled out Thomas and he said, and he said to Thomas, reach hither thy finger. Now, Jesus wasn't there with Thomas when Thomas said that to the disciples, but in the spirit he was. Listen, that's what I'm trying to say tonight in the sense that we understand something. It's about the heart believing. You may say, I believe here, but don't believe here. Jesus already knows that you don't believe. It's about the heart believing overlooking the, the emotion and say, I believe the word of God. I don't care what any, any circumstance says. I don't, I don't care what any situation happens. I believe the word of God. Amen. And so Thomas says, uh, he said, Jesus, reach thy finger and behold my hand and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but believe. Be not faithless. Jesus said that. So Jesus does know when you're faithless. He does know that. Amen. Believe. Believe. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, uh, verse 28, Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. I'll tell you what, he was probably shaking his bean. His bean was shaking. Amen. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. Come on, church. When you and I believe, now notice this, it opens the door to the highest level of faith in the Word of God. I'm telling you, folks, believing in what Jesus said opens you to receive the highest faith 
that you can ever have. Because see, it's about believing. Now notice, I want to say something, and I said it uh, last time when about Lord our healer. That's why we're in faith school now. We're in, we're in a school of faith. You're going to use faith the rest of your life if Jesus turns. But we know he's coming. But listen to what I'm going to say. And I said it by the Holy Spirit that I literally, uh, when I said it, I said, wow, that's powerful. I said, you're going to use faith here on earth as long as you live until Jesus tarries and then some. That's what got a hold of me. And then some. Do you know why? Because you're, <laughs> you're going to be in heaven with Jesus. You're coming back with Jesus. You're going to rule and reign on this earth for a millennial. Come on, church. It's going to take faith. It's going to take faith. It's going to take faith. Now, notice this. You're going to say, well, why do we need faith? That's what faith does. When God calls you to another, another, another world, it takes faith to put you there. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, church. When you come back with Jesus, it's going to take faith knowing that we're coming back with Jesus. And you see Jesus coming to the earth. It's going to take faith. It's going to take faith when people say, look at them, look at them, look at them. They, they were the ones, the glorified ones. They're the glorified ones. They're the glorified ones. And you're walking through buildings. You're walking through walls. And, and you're, you're governing cities and whatever God puts you over cities and nations and countries. It's going to take the faith of God. Come on, church. I'm getting excited. Hallelujah, man. Amen. So in other words, we've got to realize and listen to this. Uh, Jesus said this. And let's keep reading. Amen. Hallelujah. In, I get so excited. And listen to this. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen and thou hast believed, blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Folks, we still have to write our books. Jesus still has to put in the books of what we're going to do. Amen. Think about it. Think about it. Uh, the book of Acts is not complete because he's waiting on us. Come on, church. Think about the, the, the things that you're going to teach many if Jesus tarries and, and we live to be 120 years old and, and people are going to say, man, I remember Brother DeMilo. This is what happened. Well, I tell you, well, he believed God. He, listen, folks, you know, if we can stop tornadoes, we can stop hurricanes, we can lay hands on the sick and they can be healed. Listen, raising the dead is nothing compared to what's coming. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Faith, 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 faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said, greater work shall you do. We're, we're, still, we're, we're still trying to believe to do works. But we're getting to do greater work. Come on, church. And it starts by having faith in God. Amen. So in other words, say with me, I'm convinced. There's a heaven. Do you, are you convinced there's a heaven? There's a heaven that you're going to? Are you convinced? I am convinced. I'm convinced Jesus is coming. I, I'm totally convinced Jesus Christ is coming. I'm convinced that I'm coming back with Jesus. That, hallelujah. You can't change it. You can't change me from believing that. I'm convinced. Amen. I'm convinced that I'm going to live forever with Jesus. Forever, ever, ever. Eternity, eternity, eternity. Amen. Why am I saying that? Because I've been persuaded by the word of God, which has the truth. Amen. And it's faith that you heard me say this. I'm convinced. Folks, faith people, go ahead and stand up. Amen. Faith people, stand up. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Jesus is so good. Say with me, amen. amen. Say with me, he's so good. Amen. Now notice this. Uh, be willing to believe. Now let me talk to people that, that are having a hard time with, with the supernatural. First of all, let me ask, are you born again? 
You have to have Jesus in your heart to really understand this. You have to come alive in your spirit. Amen? Number two, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? You have to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit to have the power in believing this. Come on, church. Amen? And notice this. For those that, that I want to reiterate something, unbelieving is evil. You don't want, you don't want unbelief. Be willing and ready to be ready, be willing and ready and quick to believe. Amen. Now notice this. Be willing to believe. When someone tells you, let me tell you something what God did for me. Jump with them, shout with them, dance with them and say, I believe. Amen. Have you ever seen a Christian when you tell somebody she's been healed of cancer, they kind of look at you and say, hmm. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. People were calling when Pastor Christine was diagnosed with cancer, but they quit calling when she was healed. And I, I told Pastor Christine, it's kind of backwards. <laughs> amen. They should have called you and said, how did you get healed? <laughs> Come on, church. Amen. I'm convinced. Be convinced. Amen. Now notice this. I want to say something. Get rid of skepticism. Skepticism. Listen. I know skepticism, and, 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 and you know, when, when we talk about faith, talk about great things of faith, I can see skepticism. And people say, hmm, their eyes is their window of their soul, which tells me they don't believe, but then they're saying, I believe. Amen. We have to work against that. We have to believe and believe and believe. Amen. For many years. I would, when I would shave and go to the, brush my teeth and look at, look at the mirror, I would say, you are a believer in Jesus and nothing but the word of God. And I started saying, are you ready for nothing but the word of God? I would say that when I opened the Bible for many years. If you look at all my old tapes or tapes, yeah, <laughs> videos or whatever, you would, you would hear me say, are you ready for the word of God? Are you ready for the word of God? Are you ready for the word of God? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we have to be willing and believing when we have reports of faith. Now notice, what am I saying? Many of us are going to be walking in some great faith in this room and out there. And we want to know what God's doing in you. I want to know those miracles. I want to, like that pastor uh, yesterday said, somebody gave him how many, uh, how many millions of dollars the building? $19 million building. Gave him a $19 million dollar building, a campus actually, they were believing God for a campus, less than, uh, less than five days it came through. Man, I, I started shouting, I started believing, I said, yeah, yeah, that's my God, he's good, he's good, he's good. But our people said, uh -huh. no, really? Huh? What really did you give? What? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen? Amen? Come on, church, let's get rid of skepticism. Let's believe. Say, I believe. Say, I, just to believe. If somebody comes to you and says, Pastor, or, or, or let me, sister, let me tell you, God gave me this. Amen, I believe. Amen, I mean, amen. You, you know, God is good. Amen. Don't, you know, I remember when we got a Mercedes. <laughs> Christine wrecked, wrecked a car. She hit a parked car. <laughs> and uh, we believe God for it. She still, she still gets upset with that. Uh, we believe God for a car, so... I wanted a Mercedes. I said, Pastor Christian, let's believe God for a Mercedes. We believe God and we got it. I came to church, our members, our members. I brought it to our members and parked in the front of our old building. And, and uh, people after church, I said, Pastor, we want to see your cars. But I was surprised to see only three people out of that whole congregation that night went out and said, Father, Pastor, well, look what God has done. The others just walked past the car. 
a, a good member of the church just looked at me, just kept walking. And I thought, hmm, wow. I said, I don't care. I'm, I'm joyful. And, and one person, Pastor, Pastor, that car is so nice. Oh, can I drive? I said, no, not now. <laughs> Amen, not now. Amen. Amen. But what, what was happening? What was happening? They, they, they were skeptical. Pastor just used all the church. Skeptic, excuse me. They, they, pastor must have used all the church's money. No, 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 no. God gave it to us. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Amen. Let's stand up, church. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Faith. Faith is at work. Faith is brewing in our lives. Faith has come into our hearts, Father, because we are fully persuaded and we have the conviction that faith works now. Faith is now in the name of Jesus. And we believe, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, let's lift our hands and just say, Father, I, I receive tonight's word. Oh, you receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. Faith as a giant tonight, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, great faith, stirred faith in us, stirred faith in us. Mighty faith, the faith of God, the faith of God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, we call those things which are not as though they are in the name of Jesus. I hear the Holy Spirit says, you've got homework to do. Many of you got homework to do. Many got homework to do. I hear the Lord saying homework to do, meaning go home and do some work over your, over your lives right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why? Because faith is brewing now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.